Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right. What we're watching is sponsored by Guide Door and Window. Take advantage of Guide Door and Window's big winter sale through February. Receive 40% off all windows and doors. Call 1-877-GO-GUIDE or visit goguida.com. Uh, before I get to the show that I want to talk about, Ray, yes. uh, I read the other day that they are rebooting Law and Order. I saw that. Start, actually, I guess they did. It says starts February 24th, so I guess it already started. Uh, new stars, if you know any of these names, you're better than me. Hugh Dancy, Jeffrey Donovan, Odelia Halivi, Cameron Mannheim. Cameron Mannheim's yeah. been around. Yeah, I know Cameron Mannheim. And uh, Anthony Anderson. I know Anthony Anderson. He was on it before, right? He was on the last one of in, them. the last incarnation. He was one of the detectives, yes. And Sam Watterson to offer guidance as venerable district attorney Jack McCoy. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't watch a lot of TV. Very little. But you always liked Law & Order. Right. Is Ray Dittinger in? I was very excited when I saw that was coming back. I did. I forgot that it was this. They debuted it this week, so I did not get to see the first episode. But I'll check it out, sure. Yeah, because I thought the the original. I mean, they've had twenty different versions of it since then, and and a hundred different cast members. Uh, but I thought the original show that I sort of stumbled upon by accident years ago, uh, actually back when Michael Moriarty was the was the assistant district attorney. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and and Chris Noth was one of the detectives way yeah. back. Uh, I thought it was a tremendous formula. Uh, and Munch, I, they had too, right? Hmm? Munch, what's his name? Um, the skinny committee, Richard Belzer. No, no, he was, he was, he's special victims. Oh, okay. Uh, he was not, uh, you're, right. you're thinking of Jerry Orbach. Well, th- I'm thinking of him too, but I was thinking of Richard Belzer. I don't, I don't know one from the other. See, this is what I know about Law and Order. I didn't really watch it much. Right. But when I watched it, I liked it. My wife, it's, it's on, it's one of those shows that's like Seinfeld. It's just always on. You turn on the TV, it's going to be on. Seems like it. And my wife, sometimes when she's cooking, whatever, five, six o'clock, and I'll come in the kitchen, she will have it on. Yes. And so I kind of know it through that. Right. The thing I do respect about that show, and you and I, I'm sure, have talked about this, is they changed the cast a lot, mm-hmm. but it always worked, and it's because the writing worked. Yes. It was a show about the writing. Well, they were very smart in, uh, I, I read a book, someone wrote a book about the whole Dick Wolf and the, and the whole Law & Order formula. Um, and it explained a lot of things that I just never really gave time to think about. But it said that the beauty of it and why it succeeded so well was it always kept this focus on the case. You know, you didn't, you didn't, you never followed the detectives' home. Mm, you yeah, never followed yeah. the district attorney's home. You never got into their 
home life. You never got into their domestic situation, their their spouse. Were they married? Were they not married? There was it was everything was just focused on the case. So that way, over time, if you had to change cast members, it was very easy because it just okay that that person leaves, the next person comes in, but the focus always stays on the case, and that's why the show endured so well. And that was one of the things that they did really well. I'm definitely going to check this out. Sam Waterston to me was was the you know I like Michael Moriarty, but I thought Sam Waterston was uh, was even better. Mm-hmm. And if he's part of the new show, yeah, I'm in. Okay. Um, I want to talk about a show called We Need to Talk About Bill Cosby, um, directed, produced by W. Camus Bell, former stand-up comic, maybe still a stand-up comic, but he's now no more as a filmmaker, uh, a provocative filmmaker, a guy who makes you think. And I've seen his CNN series, United Shades of America. I don't know if you've ever watched that. It's, it's very good. I mean, he looks at race and looks at it in a very interesting way. Anyway. Uh, this is a four-part documentary series on Showtime, each one-hour episodes, and it looks as looks at Bill Cosby's legacy as one of the the most popular entertainment figures of the 20th century. Somebody who contributed enormously to both black causes and to white America's perception of black America. Uh, a teacher, a father figure, a creator of great art, and oh, by the way, a violent, vicious sexual predator. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will tell you that this show is not always an easy watch. Um, one, because Bell winds up talking to more than a dozen, maybe 20, I, don't, I didn't count, but so many women who tell their detailed stories about being drugged and raped by Bill Cosby over like more than 40 years. I mean, really, like going back to, the show goes back to his temple years, but mm-hmm. like very soon after that. And you know that more than 60 have come out, and their stories all have these common threads. And Oh, they're all very similar. Yeah, and there were people who initially thought, like, nah, it can't be true. They're just trying to bring them down. But when you watch this, if you, if you haven't already been persuaded, when you watch this and you see all these women from all walks of life, and they're basically all telling the same story, well, you know, you know it's, it's well, I, I conclude that it's true. Um, it's not easy to watch because, like most people, I, I still struggle with reconciling the Bill Cosby I knew and loved, that, sure. that guy on TV that from, from when I was a kid, mm-hmm. with this guy. Um, I remember staying up late as a little kid to watch I Spy sure. when those spy shows were really cool back then. I, I laughed at Fat Albert. When I was a kid, I, I, my dad had one of the stand-up albums. Yeah, well, I Spy was a groundbreaking show with a, with a, with a black lead actor back in the days when nobody had yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you remember his stand-up albums? They were great. Oh, I yeah. used to listen all the time, all oh, yeah. the time. Yeah. The, so the bit we, about Noah? We, we had it. We yes. had We had his stand-up right. album. Um, and my kids watched Cosby on Sesame Street and, you know, Pudding Pops and the, that that guy was in our house every single day, and we thought we knew him. And, of course, The Cosby Show is one of the most important beloved shows in TV history. The Huxtable family, they were the ideal, right? It was, And it, I know how, listen, I'm a white guy, but I appreciate how it was racially important showing that a black sitcom family on TV could have, you know, the two parents and the nice home in the beautiful neighborhood and the friends and, and everything. It was, it was an aspirational show for mm-hmm. everybody. He reshaped TV. Everybody loved Bill Cosby. And then there's this monster 
who was convicted of being a, a serial sexual predator who operated in plain sight. And by the way, the, the, I, I should mention the 28 conviction was overturned on appeal last June because of a procedural thing by the district attorney up there who had told Cosby that whatever he said wouldn't be taken against him. Um, so the, the court had to do it. That's now being appealed. But Bell, the, the director, the producer, he spends four hours showing how somebody who did tremendous good in the world could also just perpetuate evil. And um, in, in fact, how Cosby kind of used his carefully constructed public image as a family man and a pillar of the community to feed this thing, to, to be able to get away with it. Um, I followed the case pretty closely. I imagine you did too. But I will tell you, there's there are a lot of of holy bleep moments in this show where even if you think you knew Bill Cosby, you got and you got this, you you don't, you didn't. Um, and it left me with the question: How do you separate the art from the artist? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scene that he shows from the Stephen Colbert show after all of this broke, and Colbert is talking to Jerry Seinfeld, and he asks Jerry Seinfeld can you still enjoy watching Cosby? And Seinfeld says, yeah, you mean you can't? Like, it doesn't occur to Seinfeld. Um, but it's a, it's a real issue, and and I, I'll ask you in a minute how you feel about it. I've had this recently with, with Van Morrison and Eric Clapton, like kind of always two of my favorite musicians who turn out to be these crazy, racist, anti-vax conspiracy kooks. And I always loved them. And so, like, I can still listen to Layla, but, I, like, it crosses my mind. But with Cosby, like, it's the face. It's the character. You can't—I can't separate it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you've considered that at all. Oh, sure. I mean, I've considered it more in the context of Woody Allen. Because I was— Yeah, a, I okay. Was, yeah, I was yeah, a, yeah, yeah. I was a huge, sure. huge Woody Allen fan. Right. I mean, I, every time Woody Allen—a Woody Allen movie came out, I was, like, first in line. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought he was a genius. And prolific. I mean, every year it was a different Woody Allen movie, and they were one after another. They were all great. Different, you know, he went, he evolved as an artist, and he went from sort of slapstick kind of pokey-in-the-eye comedy to some pretty heavy stuff. But everything he did was, was really brilliant, I thought. Um, and then the stories come out about his involvement and the child molestation with his daughter. And, um, and the more we learned about him, it just... Yeah, I can't watch yeah. Woody Allen. Yeah, I get that. I can't watch Woody I, Allen. I, so I, a lot of a lot of what you're saying about Cosby, I sort of apply to Woody Allen. I absolutely, it's a great parallel. Um, this one takes the cake. Um, look, it all it talks about race, which I know makes people squeamish. Uh, but W. Camus Bell is great because he he goes into it honestly. He explains how conflicted he is, somebody who was a black comedian who grew up with Bill Cosby as the person he aspired to be. Um, he is great at examining the legacy um, and kind of discussing his own discomfort. Uh, the show is we need to talk about Cosby. It's it's hard to watch at times, and, and kind of that's the point. It brings up a lot of the same feelings that Bell is working through, um, but I, I, I give it an A. I, I, it's, it's must watch. So, I've, I've read some stuff about it, and everyone is in agreement that it's extremely well done. It's great, uh, and I recommend it to anybody, but just, you know, with the warning that, like, it's not all pleasant. I understand. Yeah. All right. Uh, Chuck in Hatboro has been hanging for a while. Chuck, what's on your mind? Oh, it's, it's a long time since I called your show. All right. 
Here's why I want to tell this is specifically to Ray, right? First of all, uh, how did Paul Horning win the 1956 Heisman <laughs> Trophy when he had three touchdown passes, 13 interceptions, and lost to the Oklahoma team that had two candidates for the Heisman Trophy by 40 to nothing? Uh, correct. Right? And his team finished two and eight. How in the world did he win that? It helped that he went to Notre Dame. Uh, oh my and, God, uh, but he was terrible. The team was, and the team was three and seven. Uh, it was, I think I it's, thought they were two and eight, but nevertheless, whatever. Okay. Uh, they were the. That's the only time in in the history of the Heisman Trophy that they've given the Heisman Trophy to a guy who played on a losing team. Uh, and yeah, I mean, everybody kind of agrees that it was an injustice, but that was that was the way <laughs> that was the way it went down. It, I mean, there's no there, I there's just no read d- about it because J- uh, Jerry Tubbs got about the same amount of votes as. Uh, that's Tommy McDonald, but Ray was it? Was know. it the was it the blonde hair? Was it the the the, the Adonis looks? I'm I'm I mean I'm serious. You know, was it was there something else at uh, play? No, I mean they they just they, they just had a really great publicity machine at Notre Dame back then, and 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 Notre Dame guys, if you they were on a real run of winning Heisman trophies. I mean they were winning them pretty much one year after another, and you know Paul looked the part, and he was well spoken, and the university got behind him, and he be kind of came. The face of the fr- uh, the face of the franchise, as it were, even though at that point it wasn't a particularly good franchise, uh, and yeah, he won, and it's uh, it you know I mean there was no question Tommy was the best player and on the best team, the undefeated Oklahoma Sooners, um, but I think probably what hurt a little bit was there was another Oklahoma guy and the caller mentioned Jerry Tubbs. They kind of split the vote. I mean, they kind of got. What position did Jerry Tubbs play? He was a he was a linebacker. He was an All American linebacker. So the two should have been a guard. So the two Oklahoma, so the two Oklahoma guys kind of split the Oklahoma vote, and with the power of uh, Notre Dame, the publicity machine, and the Catholic vote, you know, Paul Horning snuck in there and won the Heisman Trophy, which he, for the rest of his life, admitted that you know I probably don't deserve this. A lot of what he did at Green Bay becomes goes on and becomes one of the all time great players and. 176 points scored in a 12-game season. Still one of the most amazing feats in the NFL. Great, great player. But the Heisman Trophy, that I mean, that's that's the one award that he probably didn't deserve. Um, don't you think a guy named Tubbs should be an offensive lineman? That'd be good. Yeah. Fits. Well, actually, back then, he was. I mean, he played both. Yeah, play. There you Th- go. Those, that was back in the days when guys would play both ways. So he was an offensive lineman, but when he came – Offensive lineman and linebacker, but when he came to the NFL, he played linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys. 215-592-9494. Stick around. By the way, coming up at noon, uh, Ray and I are going to uh, have a best of Tell Us Your Story. You definitely want to be part of that. Ray it's a real good one. You definitely want to stay tuned for that. Absolutely. Oh, look, I see an old friend on the line. <laughs> Hang in, Linda. Ray and Glenn on 94 WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.